Hey guys, it's Roz, your host on Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. Come join me at 7pm every Sunday to empower people from all walks of life with life lessons, shared stories, tricks and tips for life. Come follow me at R3NRoth. Hey guys, welcome to Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. Today, I am brisk in the presence with a beautiful young woman who is driven to reach the stars through her photograph and her podcast. She is training her dog to become her service dog since it helps her so much every day to cope with her mental illness. Please, let us give a big welcome to Miss Corina Joseph. Welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, thank you. What an introduction. I love it. <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm super, super happy. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. So uh, please tell the audience a little about your current business and who are you? All right. Well, who am I? I have no <laughs> idea where to start. So, <laughs> so obviously, my name is Karina and I am a professional photographer. Um, yes, it is possible to make a living with photography. To all the naysayers out there, I'm telling you, it is doable. Photography is my passion and I've been doing this um, ever since I was a kid. I've been in the industry for almost 10 years now. I have worked for a number of studios and done um, multiple internships and studied under many photographers. Um, I currently reside in Sherbrooke. Um, I love my dog more than anything in the world, but don't tell my parents that. (laughs) (laughs) They would be very hurt. Um, Yes, definitely. But if they're listening, I love you guys very much, and I appreciate your support in everything that I do. Um, I also have an undergraduate degree from Carleton University in communication and media studies. And as a photographer, um, I specialize in family photography. So I work with children, which I absolutely love, um, pet photography and business content. So headshots and creating images for social media and websites. Wow, listen to that. I can't wait to get all my pretty photos. It was amazing (laughs) doing the work with you. It was just phenomenal. So you have so much going on right now. How has the pandemic affected your business during COVID? Because as you know, we're coming out of COVID, but how was it able to? And did it affect you at all? COVID was rough. I am not going to sugarcoat it. I mean, right now my business is great and it's it's amazing and I'm loving it, but being stuck at home and not being able to work is definitely something that was very, very difficult for me, especially mentally with my mental health. So with COVID, um, I had to, I I couldn't work for numerous months because obviously we have to respect the government's rules and sanitary regulations and all that fun stuff. so during COVID, um, instead of doing photography, uh, I was able to work with a couple of local companies that needed pictures of their products 
and like restaurants and stuff um, to so that way they could transition to let's say delivery services right because a lot of restaurants also were, were affected so right. I, mm -hmm. I turned a bit more into working with businesses but I also did um, some so social media management um, for um, for a couple of businesses um, in the health industry. So because inter interest, interestingly enough, difficult word, um, <laughs> commercial photographers were allowed to work. So right. anything that was that was working with um, businesses, mm -hmm. exactly. Because the economy had to keep running as, right. as much as it could, right? So right. I was allowed to work with these businesses and try and help them survive through COVID while myself trying to survive through COVID. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I wasn't able to work with families, which is really what I love to do. So through all that, uh, because your business has slowed to COVID, you was able to still navigate a way to find a way to still do what you love which is taking pictures of photographing, right? Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah, and also you talked about mental health. How were you able to deal with the mental health, knowing that you are going through that? What, were you, what did you use to cope during the time of COVID? Because it was very difficult at the time for yes. lots of people who is going through that on a daily basis. Yes, it was very difficult. And I even lost um, some people close to me because of COVID. So it was really a difficult mm -hmm. time. Um, right. So that had an impact on my already struggling mental health. Right. So what really helped me um, was therapy. And I think that we should really remove the stigma around therapy because right. talking mm -hmm. to someone like a professional, you know, not just family and friends. I mean, family and friends are great, but like right. talking to a professional, they do have strategies what you're going through and right. that is something that really really helped me immensely um i was in therapy every week and it's not something that i try to hide mental illness is part of me it's part of who i am and that's what makes me me so right. really, during the pandemic it was i was really leaning a lot on my support system on my good friends on my family especially my parents um right. i actually ended up moving back home for about a month and a half because um, mm -hmm. I needed that extra support. And then after that, things got better and I was back <laughs> back out on my own. Um, but yeah, like for COVID, uh, therapy helped a lot and just being surrounded by family and friends that love me and support me, that's what really helped me. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. Through the storm you was going through with the mental illness, you had the great people that surrounded you and you had a great community that could have helped you at the time. Because sometimes when we are alone and we are afraid to, to, to talk about it and we get stigmatized, you know, you, you go in a box and you're scared to say how you feel because you think you'll feel judged, right? People will judge you, but it was great to know that you was able to stand out and say, you know what, I need help. And you got the help you needed at the time and you had the right people around. So that's awesome. Yes, and I'm. I know that I'm very lucky because I know some people don't have that chance. Right. So I definitely don't take it for granted. Um, I'm really, really grateful. Yeah. And then, how would you encourage someone that is going through with mental health right now, and don't see the way out or think they can do it on their own? They don't need any help professionally. What I would tell them is please reach out to someone, whether it's a friend that you trust, whether it's 
like someone that you know, or even uh, like pulling out your phone and texting like a helpline or giving them a call. Um, honestly, like you may think that you are alone right now, but like, trust me, you are not alone. Someone is definitely going through what you're going through or has lived it. And you, you may not know, like, you may not know, you may think that you're really alone. And that's how I felt. And I talked to my mom and my mom was like, yeah, well, you know, like, um, like your grandfather went through a depression. So, you know, like, yeah. I know what it's like. And I was like, what? I never knew this, you know? So just, just like being courageous to speak out and ask for help. I know it's not easy, but as soon as you, as you take that first step, that's when the process really starts and that's when you start getting better because that people are now able to help you and they're able to listen to your needs. And two, there's a lot of help out there, as you said. You just have to just take the initiative and take away fear and don't be afraid and make one step at a time, not two, just one. And the right people and the right surrounding, the right community, they will send you to the right place you need to help. So guys, don't be afraid to speak up. No question is a stupid question. Just ask any questions, call someone, as Karina said, and there was help out there. And you may think there is nobody going through the exact same thing you're going through, but someone is going through it like you and they will support you. So thank you so much for sharing. Of course. So that being said, what have motivated you? What was the motivation behind your business? What keep you say, you know what? I think I just want to be a photographer. So I actually have a really great story for this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. So at first, because um, I have always loved photography, I've always been into photography, um, you know, back at, I was going to say back in the good old days when everything was like VHS and cassettes, you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's that's what I grew up with and I always had like the big Sony like video recorder like camera yes. thing camera yes. scope in my hands and always trying to see the world through a different perspective and right. over time with studying under photographers and working for various studios um I've actually realized that myself growing up I struggled with my self-confidence and especially mm -hmm. in front of the camera I always mm -hmm. preferred to be behind the camera and mm -hmm. like going back through photo albums I realized that I only had one or two images of myself per year. And I never really realized until I got older that that's because I was self-conscious. I know I'm not the only one that has that problem, which right. is why now I specialize in capturing people looking their best. And because I love genuine emotions and getting people to laugh and smile. And during a session, I love to help them build up their self-esteem. Um, so, so when they leave the session, they leave with a big smile on their face and they leave feeling good about themselves. And not only do they get, get great pictures, but they feel better about themselves and we lift each other up together and they leave better than when they came in. So, yeah. Meeting you, I was, with the time we spent together taking my photos, I can see that through you. But for me too, I'm obsessed with taking photos and I always wanted to do the course so many things and then I started and I said you know I stopped and I started but just just how you captivate a moment you know like just like wow and I can see through you and you make everyone feel really comfortable so how does your business serve the community 
So basically, um, the way that I serve the community, or the way I like to think that I serve the community, <laughs> is that um, I'm actually a fine art portraits artist, which wow. means that um, I specialize in creating wall portraits for my clients to decorate wow. their homes. Mm -hmm. And I really hold their hand and walk them through the entire process. So planning the session, um, going through the session, obviously I am there to direct them and to help them and make them feel comfortable. And then after that, sitting down together, selecting the images, and they leave with, um, a with framed artwork. So that's what really what makes me different. And that's why I like the thing that I serve the community is that I give um, these families memories for them to hang in their home forever. And especially um, working with families and with children is that children grow up so fast. So fast. That's right. That's so, right. So fast. And now that we live in a digital age, we have hundreds, even thousands of images on our phones. And we, we rarely take the time now to actually print a professional picture and like hang it on our wall. And I just think that it's super important. And I've heard feedback from some of my clients that have told me that their children, they look at the picture every time and they go, mom, mom, this is me, it's me. Oh, so that is so cute. It, like, that is my paycheck mm. right there, you know, like, awesome. oh. But I was just about to, to ask a question because there is so much pictures you could take with the phone, right? Digitally. You don't have to get a professional um, photographer anymore to come into your home or to meet somewhere to take uh, lavish pictures as people used to do before. But as you're saying, people still is drawn to that. They just want to have that memory where they can see on the wall and just instead of on the phone. Because some people say, oh, I don't want to do that because why do that when we could change every second on the phone? So how would you say to someone that would love to take photos, but is think he doesn't want it to go to a professional photographer anymore? So here's what I would say that I would say that professional photographers, we are not going anywhere. <laughs> there will always be room in the world for us because we are needed. We are needed to capture those special moments because if you're just taking pictures of your children, the way I see it is that you're not you're not present 100% in the moment with them. But when I'm taking the pictures, you get to have a great time with your children. 100% of the attention that you have is on them, and I'm doing the work. And also, when it comes to printing images, um, the image from a, like, from a cell phone or a smartphone versus a professional camera, mm -hmm. it's not the same. Yes, smartphones are getting great, but a professional photographer knows how to capture the pictures and all the technical side of things. Like my specialty is really like color correcting everything and making sure that the picture is properly exposed and always working with the same printer means that like my screen is calibrated to the printer uh, and that I know, let's say that the ink is acid free. So the picture is preserved for over a hundred wow. years. Right. You know, the mat is also acid free. Um, same thing for, for the frame, if you're getting it printed on canvas, on metal, if it's a fine art print, like all of those things, mm -hmm. it just means that what I do, it, you're not, like professional images are not, made, are not made to be printed in at like a pharmacy or at like a, like a wholesales or, or whatnot, you know, like. <laughs> well, now, now, you, now you make it so clear to me. 
I guess I was doing the right thing all, all along because someone would say, oh, I don't want to do that. Or someone would say, why do that when you can just use a phone? But as you, you, you break it down, it goes to show that you have quality over quantity because you could have like 25 photos from your phone because just have one photo from you and it will last you 100 years instead of lasting you just a few years because then after you will deteriorate it because it's not the best quality of how you kept the, the picture, right? Exactly, exactly. So like, for me, um, what I like might like I said, the ink is acid free, the mat around the picture is acid free, um, the glass protects against UV rays. And if you're getting a canvas, there's an added UV protection to it, that way it doesn't become yellow. So like all of those things, um, like you are paying for quality. And that's why it's a real like boutique experience. Because like I said, like for me, um, I, I am holding my client's hand all the way through, you know, like even from the first phone call to the consultation where we meet and we hash out all the details of the session, the outfits, all that stuff, the mm-hmm. session, and then two or three weeks after the ordering appointment, and then I get their frame, I make sure that everything is perfect, you know, that there's no, that there's no mistake, that the colors are good, that, like everything is A1, and then I deliver it to my client. So that entire process is really like how I serve the community is that they get a family heirloom that they can keep and pass down from generation to generation. Right. So you work together with, you don't just do, you don't just choose and leave. You take the time and guide them through the right process of getting the perfect pictures that they want for the family to enjoy. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So have you learned, what have you learned about yourself from teaching and helping others through that? I have learned that I am very, very resilient. <laughs> yes, you are. I'm very patient too, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, patience and resilience. But I, I'm going to elaborate on resilience because when, because not a lot of photographers offer what I offer, which means that when I, when I have clients, I don't do... 20 sessions in a month right because it's an investment you know it's like clients are making an investment into heirlooms and what i've heard is i've heard a lot of no's like a a lot of no's and if i got discouraged every time i got a no i wouldn't be here doing this podcast with you you know right then like I have a second business and I've heard a lot of no's in that business as well. And if I listened to everyone that told me, no, I'm not interested, then I wouldn't be here. So what I really learned is I've learned to be resilient and I've done a lot of personal growth over the past year and working a lot on my mindset, doing a lot of reading, listening Mm -hmm. to podcasts, you know, taking the time to work on myself as an individual to be able to perform better in, in my photography business and in my other business and just to, to like just to, to build up that confidence in what I'm offering and to be confident in in my services and in the quality of my work. Wow. Not, nothing more to say right there because you're taking the time to really figure out how to take care of you on a mental level and, and also still take care of your clients because without you taking care of yourself you cannot serve your, your clients in the way that they need to be served right exactly. so so that being said how what how would you say that you take the time to care 
for yourself and how you think others can care for themselves. Give some tips and what you think is a, a go-to for you in the morning that you really have to do before you start your day. What I have to do before I start my day is I wake up, um, either I work out or I go for a walk with my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I hop in the shower and for me, my skincare routine is non-negotiable. Awesome. <laughs> non-negotiable. Um, I start my day with my skincare and you know, like just that, that moment is time for me. That's my me time. And I start my day and just having that routine is, is what helps me. And then I'm focused when I sit down at my desk, I'm ready to work. Another thing that I like to do is um, since I work from home, it's very easy for me to sit at my desk for 10 hours and not get up. But mm-hmm. I am lucky enough to have a smartwatch that tells me if I've been sitting for 50 minutes within like the hour. So then I get up, I grab my dog, I walk around the block. I way I'm not on my screen. It gives me a little break. I sit down, I reset and I work. Um, so taking breaks for me is what I've learned is actually what I need. And mm-hmm. it avoids, it really breaks down my day and it also avoids me being like exhausted or burning out because when I end my day, I end with my skincare routine. Once again, non-negotiable, mm-hmm. <laughs> non-negotiable. And I put my phone down about half hour, an hour before I go to bed and I pick up a book and I read. I'm able to just to, to decompress from my day. And that just, it just, that's what I need. So what I could recommend to other people is definitely to take time for yourself. If you are a parent and you're running everywhere, if you're working like 40 hours a week, if you're an entrepreneur, no matter what, what if you're a student, no matter what you're doing, take time for yourself. Little actions every day help. And I find that they help when you schedule them. Like for me, I, I schedule my workouts because if not, it's too easy just to skip and say, oh, I'm too busy, right? Too busy, right, right. I so, got you. Yeah, so just having something that you do that's for you that makes you feel good, mm-hmm. that would be my recommendation. And for different, for some people, it's different things. For some people, it's right. taking a bath like bath. three times a week, taking a bath every day. For mm-hmm. others, um, their me time is like training for a triathlon. Like exactly, you no, know? yeah. like so that's that's what I say is find something that you do for you that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. and that you can do every day and that it's sustainable in the long term. Awesome. So you could say as a businesswoman, you have, you master finding your balance. Yeah, I, I would not say that I've mastered it yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is still a work in progress. Yes. Like I, I still have like 12, 13 hour, 14 hour days. Mm-hmm. But, but I my days... Like I break them up. I schedule times within my meetings to make sure that I eat well, that I'm able to exercise. Like mm-hmm. today I schedule time to go walk four kilometers with my dog. That was my me time while I was listening to a podcast, you know? So nice. just, yeah, I would not say that I have the perfect balance, but I have something that works for me and what works for me might not work for someone else. That's right. Everybody is different and everybody have different things going in their lives at the time. So, so yeah. then what tips do you always have on hand to keep you focused and pushing forward each day? Th- this may sound really weird, but <laughs> hydration, like water. <laughs> oh, right. No, it's okay. It's great. It's like, great. 
Like for me, I drink about three hours, three hours. No, I drink about three liters a day because if I don't awesome. hydrate enough, I, I get a headache. And oh, right. Okay. And mm. because um, what I do is I'm on screens a lot. Yeah. Taking like, you know, like just taking like 10 minutes every hour, five minutes every hour just right. to get up, have a change of scenery. That mm. is definitely something that that I recommend. And just to, that keeps me focused every day is my my passion for what I do. It doesn't like it doesn't feel like I'm working. Like I could work 100 hours in a week and it still wouldn't feel like work. Like I don't you love what you do. You love it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I don't count my hours. When someone yeah. asks me how many hours I work in a week, I'm like, I literally don't know. I feel like I'm working zero hours in a week. And I'm just having fun all the time. Oh, good. That's the whole point. Having fun is, is the best thing to do because when it, it's fun, it goes so fast and you don't feel stressed about it. You're just enjoying it, right? Exactly. Just enjoying it. So do you have a mentor and do you think, it, do you feel that is a need for someone to have a mentor? Um, I think having a mentor is very, very important. Um, I do have one friend that's been in the industry for a long time and I like to consider him my mentor for everything like photography wise. And if I have business questions, mm -hmm. I, I turn, I turn to him. So yes, I do have someone that's helped me with the business aspect of things, you know, like with the photography aspect, like I, I'm pretty confident in what I do, my technique and my, my products and like what right. I can deliver. But right. Especially when you're starting out and you don't know where to start out, what mm -hmm. is super, super fun is if you have someone that's been in the industry that can help you and guide you through it. Yes. So for me, having a mentor and mentorship is definitely very, very important. And I highly recommend it to everyone, regardless of what industry that you're in. And if, and if you're thinking that you don't need it, trust me, <laughs> you need it. Um, yeah. Because I was and, reading a book and it says to always get a mentor that you can mirror yourself with, right? Because when you mirror yourself, you don't want to become them, but you want to take the qualities that you like about them. So you could apply it into your life and try to, to live whatever it is you want to do, like for photographing, for cooking, for whatever. You try to mirror that. So you're going to say, okay, I like that part, that point. I like that part. I like that. I want to take that and, and put it and make, become my own. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, I am part of like so many different like group chats or like Facebook groups with photographers and we lift each other up. We, I, we, if we have questions, um, we ask them and we answer, you know, like it's what's really fun is finding your tribe, finding your community. Um, like if you have one person to turn to or you have a whole group of people, um, you know, you just need to surround yourself with yeah. like-minded people. people that are there to lift you up and you can also lift others up because when you lift others up, you are lifting yourself up as well. And it's not about like imitating or copying someone, as you said, but it's about learning new things from different people and being able to help others and really creating a community. Yes, yeah. that you can grow with and build stronger. So everyone can be very successful in whatever you do, as long as you support. Yes. genuinely genuinely yes genuinely that is the key word so this year what legacy or impact would you like to leave in this world that is such a difficult question <laughs> i i always honestly like 100 i don't know 
Um, and I thought about it and I'm like, I really don't know how to answer this question because <laughs> I, I don't think I have lived long enough to create a legacy um, and to have an, like such an impact on the world. Um, but what I do know is that everyone that I've worked with, I want them to be able to say, I had a great time. It was such a safe space. I felt comfortable to be myself. And you know what? Taking pictures is fun. And I feel good. And I feel confident in front of the camera. And yeah, so I don't really know if that would be my legacy. But I, I think so, because you're taking the time to make someone feel comfortable in, the, in your space. You bring them into your space and you say, you know what? Feel free. Be you. Don't be anyone else. You don't want to not judgmental. Just be you. And you take the time to show them that they could be themselves happy and living, feeling amazingly beautiful because what you did with the camera and the way you place everyone else. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like awesome. Yes, because what I want is that I want people, like when I take a picture of someone, I capture their essence. Exactly. So I want them to see themselves the way that the world sees them. <laughs> so, so I guess I just found my legacy. <laughs> yes, it is. On, on this podcast, we have Recharge, Rebuild, and Restore. Which of the three are that resonates to you as your season right now? I would say Rebuild because I, I am, I'm making some changes to my business model and I am actually taking a course right now, which is developed by one of the most uh, profitable photographers in the United States. I'm following that course. I decided to invest in myself, invest in my business. And I would say that I, I am in the process of rebuilding um, to have stronger foundations and to be able to better serve my clients. Rebuild that what it is. So then how can we find you and where can we find you? Basically on every social media. Um, <laughs> like awesome. if you if you type Karina Joseph into Google, I promise I will pop up. But you can find me on Instagram at Karina underscore Joseph. So that's Karina, K-O-R-I-N-A underscore Joseph. You can also find me um, on Facebook at Karina Joseph Photography. And my website is www.karinajoseph.com. So basically, like I said, type my name in Google. You will find me. And I also have my podcast, which is the Photography Verse Podcast. And to be able to find that uh, on Instagram, it's so it's um, Karina underscore Joseph underscore podcast. Awesome. As you said, you have other businesses that you are doing and I know about it, but you haven't mentioned it. So what's the other business that you're doing as well besides yes. photographing? Yes. So besides being a professional photographer, I am also an independent consultant and area manager with Arbonne International. Um, and I absolutely love Arbonne for its values and for its products. And it's really something that has helped me take better care of my health. Um, just in general, it's helped me be more active, to um, to network with a community of like-minded people, and to be able to help others take care of themselves. Since for me, um, wellness is such an important part of my life, 
obviously struggling with mental illness, but just doing little things every day that help me feel good is what I want to share with others. So Arbon has over um, 350 products. They're all vegan and gluten-free. Um, so definitely, if you want to check that out, um, my website is karinajoseph.arbon.com. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. So, um, Tui, you talked about your dog in the beginning, but you didn't go into details about it. So just tell us a little about your, your dog. So my dog's name is Marley. I adopted him October 2019. So he is a little rescue dog. Um, he was at the SPCA. Um, the SPCA found him uh, abandoned in the street. Um, so that absolutely broke my heart um, just to see him so frail and visibly beaten that I had to bring him home and give him a second life. So when I adopted him, I had no idea that he would become a service dog. It was really because I've always wanted a dog and I had finally had my own place that I could have like have a dog and not worry about what my parents would say or all of that <laughs> stuff so when I was in university I made the jump and I decided to adopt him and it was the best decision of 2019 hands down <laughs> hands down so yeah so he and then later on he started his training to become a psychiatric service dog so basically um, I have him with me at all times. Um, so he comes to photo sessions with me. So I have a, a little furry companion. So he's very good. And right. it, he really, really helps me leave the house every day. And, you know, like when people hear me talk and they hear how, like all the energy that I have, they don't right. often think that I struggle with mental illness. That's but right. Mm -hmm. Mental illness is something that I deal with every single day. And having having Marley really, really helps me. Like it took me almost two years before I could go to a grocery store wow. <laughs> because I had so much anxiety. anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So having him helps me like gain back some autonomy and to be able to, to do stuff and to be able to work. And he's basically vital to my functioning in society, if we can put it that way. Well, I'm grateful that you are able to function and live a normal life and have normalcy in your life because you're such a happy, bubbly person and just you exploring of your energy and just watching you when you take the photos and just being so, so joyful doing it. And I know that you're dealing with mental illness and you are doing so well. I'm just so grateful to, to meet you, to be in the presence, to, to get to know you on a different level and knowing that you are doing that helping this dog and this dog is helping you every day it, it, it's there is hope for people who is going through mental illness honestly there's hope to know that you just have to go out there and ask guys don't be afraid to go and ask for help because there is lots of ways you can get help and you don't have to be ashamed of getting the help because too in our culture we are so stigmatized that we keep everything in. Or it's, it's, a, it's a shame to, to say something about mental illness. It's a shame to speak about it because you feel you'll be judged, but you don't have to feel judged because there's people out there that will help you, honestly. And they would not make fun of you or treat you unkind. They will be treating you with respect and they will treat you well enough that you'll be able to function like how Karina is 
functioning right now. I just heard what she just said before. So thank you so much for sharing this. Uh, also too, we usually ask our guests for three things. Either you, you sing us a song <laughs> or, a, or a poem, or you give us a powerful quote. So which one would you pick? I would like to say do three, but I'm being selfish. So just pick one. <laughs> well, I could give you two powerful quotes. Okay, so, go ahead. Yeah. So the first quote is, do not let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. Yes. So that is a quote that I live by and I actually have it tatted on my body. So it's with me every single day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that is powerful quote number one. Powerful quote number two is remember you can handle anything in the moment. It is our fear that undoes us. Wow. Repeat it one more time. I like that. I love the first one, but the like one, the last one about the fear. I'm like, yeah. More. So mm-hmm. the quote is remember you can handle anything in the moment. It mm-hmm. is our fear that undoes us. Wow. Thank you so much for this beautiful interview. I appreciate you for taking the time to, we haven't been up for such a long time. Like something's always happening. So for you taking the time out of your busy schedule, 14 hours a day schedule to talk to me tonight. So I just want to say, um, I pray that you continue to grow and so well in your business and as well mentally and emotionally stay focused and be able to do well and be well. And thank Molly for being your partner in crime. We want to say thank you, Molly. <laughs> Let's thank Marley. <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I am super, super excited for everyone to listen to this podcast because I feel like if anyone is struggling with mental illness, illness right yes. now, I feel like this podcast it will definitely help them because I want people to know that there is hope. And if even if you struggle with mental illness on a daily basis, just know that things do change and things do get better. And there is def- definitely no shame in asking for help. No shame at all. We just have to just ask and don't yeah. have no fear. No fear. fear holds us back of, you know, of going forward. Because we're afraid, we don't know what's behind, right? So we just stay behind the door, not even knocking or pushing it to see what's there. And it could be so much opportunities to be well. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. When words become unclear, I shall focus with photographs. When image become Inadequate, I shall be content with silence. There is one thing that photographs must contain, the humility of the moment. Because after that, it's gone. But then you can look back and there is a memory you can always remember. If your picture aren't good enough, you aren't close enough. So try to get closer with a smile.